Now, here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty. Yeah, guess what? At long last, looks like you're going to have baseball. Mm Mm-hmm. About 60 games, I would think. So, yeah, you've arrived at somewhat of a desired outcome, I guess. I mean, I know there was the rumors of the DH in both leagues that we thought was scrapped and the runner at second base and extra innings that we thought was scrapped because the Major League Baseball Players Players Association turned it down. But it looks like you're going to have that. Yeah, you're going to have the DH in both leagues. I think that's a good thing. The runner at second base and extra innings, eh, not so much. Jeff Passan on SportsCenter says the players are ready to go. The number of players with whom I spoke tonight had the same refrain, it's time, this is the deal, let's get back and actually play. I'm good with that. That makes sense. So, in other words, Jeff, you're hearing, and from the people you talk to in and out of Major League Baseball, that the fans want sports, or at least baseball, back, right? I think when it's all said and done, we want sports. And you see that, Scott, everywhere. You've seen that with the match in golf. You see that with UFC. You saw it this evening when I turned on the NASCAR race to watch the last 10 or so laps. And and there's a photo finish at the end. And my 12-year-old looks at me, kid who's never seen NASCAR before. And says, that was pretty cool. It was that. And I think you're going to see it with baseball. I, I mean, it was that, and it was so much more. I think you're going to see that with baseball, though. I think that for all of the frustration that there has been, the game is still the game. And the game is going to be beautiful, whether there are fans there or whether there aren't, whether it took too long to get back or whether it didn't. The game remains the game. Now, listen, I, I respect Jeff Passan's work. He does a phenomenal job. But, you know, this waxing poetic, I don't know how people are going to look at baseball being back. I don't know if fans are going to, yeah, they'll look at it, but are they going to have a little aftertaste in their mouth about the fact that they had to wait an extra month or so for baseball because of the going back and forth with millions and millions of people out of work? And you've got millionaires and billionaires battling over dollars. I mean, are fans really going to... They'll watch it, of course, because they want to see sports. They want to see live sports. They want to see an outcome that they don't know is going to be done first because they're tired of watching old games where they know what's going to happen. And, of course, you want to see what your team is able to do in this scenario. But on the one side, you've got that. And on the other side, you're wondering... You're sitting there wondering next... Is is somebody from my team going to get the coronavirus and then they're going to be out? And how's that going to affect my chances? So there's a lot of... You're watching it, but you're not watching it comfortably, right? You're kind of watching it on the edge of your seat. That's kind of what Buster Olney was talking about with on the Michael K. show today when he was talking about how much damage has been done to MLB during these negotiations. I believe they have. They have absolutely framed the narrative for a lot of fans that this is, I think it's more complicated than that. I think it's more nuanced than this, but it's the millionaires versus the billionaires, a bunch of greedy people who couldn't agree on how to split their pile of money during a world pandemic when more than 40 million people have lost their jobs, so many people have lost their lives, and everything that's happened since George Floyd killed. They have been so tone deaf. But what a missed opportunity. In the middle of March, I had a Major League Baseball official tell me, you know, this is a chance to rebrand ourselves and to own the stage. And instead, it was the complete opposite. 
Speaking of a team that's a sport that's coming back and also concerned about the COVID-19 virus, that would be the National Basketball Association, who have a bubble, kind of. The players are in the bubble, but the people who are, you know, cleaning the rooms of the players and feeding the players are not in the bubble. So I guess they really, the NBA players aren't really in the bubble. And there are a number of players who are saying they're not going to be there. The latest is Avery Bradley, who made the announcement that he's not going to be able to be a part of LeBron James and the Lakers quest for a championship. Quentin Richardson was on Golick and Wingo this morning, and they asked the former Nick, former NBA sharpshooter, do you expect upsets under this format? I tend to think the better teams will still be the best teams, but I think I, I think you have to you know, be in, be in a situation in your mind where anything can happen because it's uh, everything is so unbalanced and it's such a situation that we've never, ever seen before. I mean, nobody would, would dream to think this would happen that, you know, LeBron could be not ready to play or in shape or, or any of those guys. But, I mean, that could just literally be the case when you get out here because you don't know where anybody's bodies will be at. Physically. You know, it's a quick eight games. Those eight games are going to go by. It's going to feel kind of like a summer league or a round-robin type deal. And now we're in the playoffs. And so now it's going to be about in those eight games who got in shape the best, who got in sync the best, who got the team chemistry back quickest and all of those different things. And if you got one of those key guys, like one of your superstars are struggling getting 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 back to form, that could be the difference between a championship or not. It's an interesting point because you are playing those eight games leading into the postseason. Then do you really want your guys to go all out in those eight games? What if they have a pulled hamstring or some kind of injury in those eight games and are limited in the postseason? And that means, listen, if you don't have your guys in round one, that could be a difference. That could mean an early exit from some folks that you might expect to have a little longer run. Isn't it unusual that because they're in Orlando, we normally talk about home court, game seven in the home court. Well, there's no home court. So will that be a factor, Quentin? The part with, with no fans and a no home court advantage, I think that's going to play a bigger a bigger part in everything than, than everybody realizes. I mean, because when, when you think of the playoffs and the championship games and the series like that, the one thing you always think of is, is the, the high intensity, the, 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 the atmosphere and the change and the crowds and all those things. And when you take that away, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be I mean, for me as a player, I couldn't even imagine it. It just it just sounds like a like a pickup game or an inner scrimmage game like at the end of training camp. <laughs> Fascinating. That wraps up our top stories for today. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Mr. T. Thank you, Kyrie.